Today on episode number 903 of the School of Podcasting, I don't know about you, but I've been in those situations where I'll be like, I got to remember this for later. And then later comes and you're like, yeah, what was, oh, mm, ah, yeah, exactly. So that's what today's question of the month is. It's the last episode of the month, so I threw out a question, which was, how are you capturing those ideas when you're listening to somebody's podcast and you're like, I want to remember this for later, but maybe you're walking the dog, washing the dishes, something, but you want to capture it. How do you do it? Well, we're talking about that today. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show and you're a podcaster with an idea, yeah, I can help you shape that and launch that. If you've already launched your podcast, but you need to grow it, I can help with that too. And if you've got an audience and you want to monetize, I can help with that too. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you use the coupon code listener, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. When you sign up on either a monthly or yearly subscription, you'll get access to unlimited one-on-one consulting. And today we're talking about capturing the brilliance that is you. And what I mean by that is time to time, we run across an article over here. We hear a podcast here. We see something on TV and we we then meld all that together. That makes you. And if you can't capture that, then it's an opportunity lost. And so I asked you, I'm like, how do you do it? And well, Scott Johnson said this. Hi, Dave. This is Scott Johnson. Most of my podcast listening is when I'm riding my bike each morning, and that's one of the benefits of living in Florida. I can ride outside just about year-round, except for the occasional hurricane. So when I hear something on a podcast that I want to follow up on, that's my cue to pause that podcast and to stop riding immediately. I pull out my phone, and I send myself an email with a brief note. This way, I know when I get back home, I'm guaranteed to see that email in my inbox and I'll do whatever I need to do with it. That's actually what usually happens when I'm out riding on a Monday, and I hear you mention the question of the month. If it's early in the month, I'll think, okay, I don't really need to do that today. I have some time you know, before the deadline's coming up. But if it's getting close to the cutoff, and I know I want to send in an audio file like this one, I'll stop and do the quick email message so I make sure I get it done that same day. If I happen to be in the car when I hear something important, it might not be as easy to pull over immediately, but the one thing I do is pause the podcast until I can stop, because I know if I keep listening, even though I fully intend to make a note of that as a reminder, I know from experience that my mind will just be back in podcast listening mode, and I'll forget. My podcast is called What Was That Like?, and I talk to real people who have been through unreal situations. Past episodes include a man who fell 30 feet into an icy crevasse, a young woman who was viciously attacked by two large dogs, and a man who was wrongfully convicted and spent 35 years in prison. The guest comes on the show and talks about the details of what happened. And I'd like everyone listening right now to stop what they're doing and write a reminder note to subscribe. It's on all the apps or at whatwasthatlike.com. 
Thank you, Scott. And I do appreciate Scott regularly sends in his, there are a few people that showed up. I know York is coming up and uh, Mark Vignette always sends in stuff. So uh, a uh, school of podcasting.com slash nine Oh three is where we'll have links to all these. And thanks to everyone who sent in their answers. And yeah, I would recommend what was that like? It's a great show. Hey, Dave, this is Brandon in Dallas. Your question of the month is very timely. I have been experimenting for several months now with a note-taking system called the Zettelkasten. It involves writing standalone thoughts on note cards and linking them together using a coded index number. In fact, that's how it got its name. In German, Zettelkasten translates as slipbox, a box containing slips of paper, such as note cards. Did you learn to do research back in high school by taking notes on index cards, usually quotes from books and other sources? noting the bibliographical information on the back, and then sorting and resorting them when it was time to write your term paper? Then you've used a miniature version of a Zettelkasten. It's not a recent invention. The first card-based systems of this kind date back to the 16th century, but the Zettelkasten did help pave the way to a modern concept we are all familiar with, the wiki. The Zettelkasten has gained a lot of attention the last few years, primarily due to the work of a 20th century sociologist by the name of Nikola Luhmann, who used his Zettelkasten to write over 70 books and 400 academic and professional articles. His system reportedly contained over 90,000 cards. What does all of this have to do with your question? Well, in the Zettelkasten vocabulary, there is a name for a note like the one you are describing. It's called a fleeting note, because it's just a quick record of something to explore later. And I noticed that you even used that word, fleeting, on the question of the month page. A fleeting note is meant to be temporary, and is purged from the Zettelkasten when a permanent note replaces it. Now, of course, in a digital system, the note can simply be rewritten or reorganized. The phone app that I use to record fleeting notes on the go is called Joplin, spelled the same as the singer and the town in southwest Missouri. It is an open-source application with versions for both mobile and desktop, and I have set it up to sync so that when I have the time to sit at my computer and process my fleeting notes, it's easy to move them into my larger Zettelkasten app. The Zettelkasten is one of the topics I will explore in-depth when I launch my upcoming podcast on personal productivity. Thanks again, Dave, for everything you do to help aspiring podcasters. Brendan, thank you so much. It's funny, Joplin, two things. When I was little, Janis Joplin used to scare the bejesus out of me. I remember being like six or so when she was singing, and I was like, what is wrong with her? Somebody set her on fire. Uh, But the Joplin app we'll talk about because I use Evernote, but uh, that's not the only way I capture things, so I didn't just give away the store. But I've in going down the rabbit hole that is looking for an Evernote (laughs) – Alternative, holy cow, Uh, I heard Joplin a lot. So thanks for sharing that, and uh, God bless you on the name of what Zekel, Nike, whatever that is, Skettle, Fasten, something. Uh, Yeah, I'll find that somehow. I'm sure it's easy to spell. Hi, Dave. When listening to a podcast on my phone and hear something I might want to investigate further, or it sparks an idea, I simply pause the show I'm enjoying and use my phone to record my thoughts as a voice memo. This is Mark Vinette from the History of North America podcast and videocast, as well as the Historical Jesus podcast, where I explore the sweeping saga 
of the life and times of the Galilean preacher from Nazareth at markvinet.com. Notice that if you have an iPhone or an Android, both of these, uh, uh, Scott's was free, sending email. Mark is free with the voice app. Uh, the Joplin app, we'll talk about pricing for that. But most of these are pretty simple. And Mark, I'm hoping you heard it, episode 900, I actually got to interview Jesus. Dave, this is Mark Lawley from Practical Prepping. We use several things to capture ideas depending on the situation. Krista and I have Evernote synced on all of our devices. We have a file in there called simply Capture. If we're at a place where we can type or text, we add the idea notes into that file. If we're driving or walking or otherwise can't type, we use a small digital recorder to record the ideas. The trick is to remember to go back and move the idea notes to an appropriate file so that we can develop those ideas. So we have a review schedule for each week to go through all of our files to get things where they need to be. It seems to work great for us, and we really enjoy using Evernote. Again, this is Mark Lawley. Our podcast is Practical Prepping, which can be found at practicalprepping.info. We don't do bunkers, zombies, or alien invasions, but we teach people to be prepared for the things that we know that people will face. Topics such as hurricanes, tornadoes, ice storms, power outages, inflation, and supply chain issues that can cause shortages. Dave, you're doing a great job, and I appreciate the opportunity to share. Mark, always great to hear from you. Mark is one of the brilliant podcasting minds inside the School of Podcasting. Randy Cantrell here with Hot Springs Village, InsideOut.com, podcast and the radio show. Apple Notes, far and away, the tool to, well, not just capture fleeting thoughts, which most of my thoughts are fleeting, but capture anything and everything. Because of iCloud, it's always available on my iPhone or my uh, laptop. So couldn't live without Apple Notes. Thanks, Dave, for everything you do. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, that actually, this uh, question came up on Ask the Podcast Coach, which is a show I do every Saturday. And uh, somebody mentioned Apple Notes, and I have an iPhone, and now I have a Mac. I also have a PC. And I was like, hmm, because I don't really need a ton of stuff to capture a note. And notes, again, free if you're on the Apple, you know, whatever, uh, what is that, operating system. And I'm sure on Android, they have a simple note-taking app as well. Hi, Dave. This is York from Welcome to Earth Stories, a sci-fi original anthology. As far as the question of the month is concerned, I was thinking long and hard about this, and I wish I had something really clever to come up with, such as a team of Hungarian monks living in the mountains with their sophisticated software, developing an AI technology, that's delivered to the populace. But no, I don't have anything all that clever. What I use to jot down notes that I want to remember from my show is Google Keeps. Yeah, just plain, simple Google Keeps. It doesn't have all of the bells and whistles as some other apps do, but all what I need it for is just to jot things down and so that when I get home, on my computer, it's right there as well. That's what I need. And so that's what I've been using for Welcome to Earth Stories, 
and my new spin-off show, Experimental Stories. If you want to listen to both of those shows, just go on my website, welcometoearthstories.com. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, York. Notice that York is using a tool, and we're going to talk about this in a second, that does exactly what he needs it to do. But coming up, I'm going to share what I use. I have two different systems that I use, and we're going to hear from Jim Cullison from Home Gadget Geeks. Wait till you hear what the geek is using right after this. And here is a great tip from Jim Collison from HomeGadgetGeeks.com, also TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't get lost in all the technology. This is going to sound like I do everything with tech except those kinds of things. I just <laughs> I have I have a notepad that I just well, keep there, with me. There you go. And I write I write it down. Like that's just one of those things I've never completed. I've never completely moved to digital or notes. And it's just it's never really worked for me for whatever reason. I just I've tried. Try a different way of capturing things and organizing things. It just never really worked very well. So yeah. still, if I'm if I want to remember something, I, I write it down. My, uh, I remember back in the day when Palm Pilots first came out, and I had and oh, I had a Palm yeah, Pilot, yeah. and I had a friend of mine looked at me. He's like, "Hey, man, paper doesn't crash." That's right, paper doesn't crash. You can find Jim at homegadgetgeeks.com, and you can also find him every Saturday with some guy named Dave Jackson at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, where you get your podcast questions answered. You guessed it, live. That's always a lot of fun. And so I have a couple different ones. The one I use the most, and I was trying to figure out how to say this. This is so much easier to say. I, I stop the file, whatever it is. Now, I listen most of the time. If I'm listening to a podcast, I'm using Castomatic. That is an iOS app. That not only allows me to listen and make smart playlists, but it also allows me to do the whole streaming value for value thing. And what I love about these apps and Overcast and Apple Podcast is I can see where I am in the episode. Like the actual, like it's 12 minutes and 36 seconds. I will hit stop. I will hit uh, on an iPhone. I believe it's the top left button and the right button at the same time, which to be honest, when you first go to do this, like everything else is kind of a like, wait, I just keep turning on my camera or I keep closing. It's it's eventually you get the, the rhythm, I guess, to take a screenshot, Google that. Uh, if you're on an Android, I'm sure there's a way to do that. And I will take a screenshot. So I have a screenshot of exactly where somebody said something. And then uh, it comes up on the screen and I share that image into Slack. So I have a Slack channel with myself, basically. I share it to myself for myself, and I will then go in and I can double click on that image. It'll blow it up and I can see, oh, that's the episode. That's the show because most apps will show that. And I can see exactly where I am. And I usually go into back into the app. So this way I can keep listening to it. And then I will either go back about five minutes or – because it depends on how long did it take Dave to take the screenshot. So I love like Scott's like, no, I stop immediately, and that's probably a good thing. So I do that, and then some things my, – my primary note-taking tool is Evernote. I've been using Evernote forever. And so I had a bunch of people say, yeah, but Evernote raised their price. And I guess like as I go to Evernote right now – on October 29th, I could buy it for 40% off. That sale ends, and by the way, that's not an affiliate link. That ends November 3rd. 
And when I went into my, because it's it's basically ten bucks a month is what I'm seeing right now. If you buy it for the year, and whenever I can, I try to buy software by the year because I find out what works and I stick with it. And so when I looked for me, I'm spending I think it's forty dollars a year for Evernote. I don't use the professional. I use the uh, personal version. They do have a free version. And so when I went in, I was kind of like, I'm I'm missing something because it was like, they raised their price and apparently they have, but I think, I don't know if I'm grand, you know, did you hear this? Grandfathered in is now an offensive term. I'm like, really? Really? It's ageist, man. It's age. Okay. Well, whatever. I got, I, I am stuck with the original pricing that I got when I signed up. There we go. Don't want to uh, offend anyone. And so, yeah, when I go into my billing account and look at this, I can see where I'm going to renew in March at the price of $69.99 for the year. And so here's what I wanted to mention. Like Joplin looks really cool. Uh, I When I was looking at uh, notes, Apple notes, because what I use it for is I take pictures of receipts. That's really one of the biggest uses for me. I take receipts uh, I use it to capture fleeting ideas. I have a folder called SOP Ideas. and But most of that, when you are paying for these types of apps, it's doing a lot of stuff that I don't do. Like I don't tie it to my calendar. And I know I get like 10 megs a month of things I can upload. And what's funny is most of the things that I've uploaded to Evernote, I have a folder called Marketing Crap. And it's always like, oh, here, I got this free thing for somebody. I joined their list. I'll look at this later. And I should just call it, you know, it's a black hole of marketing crap because I never go back to look at it later. So in theory, I could use something like OneDrive, which is probably, at least for me in 2023, my new favorite tool. I bought a Macintosh computer, and I already had a PC, and I wanted something to share files between the two. You can use Dropbox for this as well. I found iDrive, which has a ton more storage for less money, and so I set up a bunch of folders, basically. When I save something in this folder, it automatically goes to my Mac and vice versa. And Brendan uh, from Dallas had mentioned Joplin, and Joplin is also less expensive than, say, something like Evernote. And the reason for that is you can use iDrive to basically back up all the stuff that you're storing in the cloud. Basically, you're picking your cloud, and that, again, is less expensive. And this is where York really hit this on the nail on the head. I'm like, okay, so I'm paying, again, I'm not going to you know go bankrupt paying for Evernote, but I'm paying for features I'm not using. I Whatever I'm using for storage, I'm not really using I think at one point I ran out because I was throwing more. I was treating it more like a Dropbox. And I'm like, if I went through and deleted those, I could probably get by with the free plan. But realize there are different tools for different people. And if all you need is I got to capture this now, we heard some really quick, easy ways to do it. Email, you can send yourself a, you know, record a voice thing. I do that when I fly. I'm in the airport and I'm like, I'm in section A3 in front of the staircase, fourth row, because that's there's nothing worse than you finally get home and you have to spend 20 minutes finding your car at the airport. So I've done that, the voice memo thing. 
So I say this because I spent at least, let me look at my timer here, an hour and five minutes, and I cannot get, not really finding an answer of, is there a clearly better option for Evernote? Well, again, for me, I don't think Evernote, I'm not, yes, it's more expensive than it used to be. One of the things I really love about Evernote is I went into Google Contacts, and I don't mean to make this a giant Evernote commercial, but this is one of the things I was looking for is I went into my Google Contacts because I use Gmail, and I made a contact called first name ever, last name note. And so if something comes in and I'm like, oh, this is probably a newsletter. And again, I want to talk about this later. I don't want it because especially in my inbox, my inbox is such a disaster. I can forward that email to Evernote, you know, the person, and it will automatically put it into a notebook in Evernote. In fact, if I want to, and this is the other thing, whatever tool you're using, take the time to find out exactly all it's capable of doing. Now realize, like I could look into Evernote's calendar tool, but I know I'm never going to use that. But I probably should sniff it because you never know when you go, oh, I didn't know it did that. And so I've found out that how I write a subject line, I can actually have that email go into Evernote in a certain notebook. So that's when I was looking at Joplin and Notion. That's another one. The top two are Evernote and Notion. And then there's this other one that sounds like some sort of uh, Harry Potter villain. It's like Obserious or something of that nature. Uh, that is coming up strong. Uh, that, But I also know that one has a bit of a learning curve. So when I hear about that, Obsidious, I think. And there's also OneNote from Microsoft, and which is absolutely free. And so I just say this because fear of missing out can really just wreck your schedule and find out what you need to do. So for me, I'm like, I need to capture receipts and ideas and maybe the occasional PDF. Like I know I have a lot of Edison research PDFs in my Evernote. So if people want to know stats, there's a folder called podcast stats. And so I do that. The other thing you want to think about. So let's say Dave wanted to move from Evernote and it would, there's very easy ways to do that in Notion and many times because Evernote is the number one app taking uh, app. Many of these other programs are like, we have a automated way to move you from Evernote and whatever you're using, if you're like, I'm going to move to this other system, factor in the time it's going to take, not just the money you're going to save. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm using this program and it's, you know, $9 a month and this one's only four. I'm going to move. Okay. So you're going to save $5 a month, but you now have to go through the learning curve. So take the time to go to their support. I was surprised when I went to Joplin, I had to go to YouTube to kind of find a walkthrough. And for the record, if you're doing a SaaS program, and if you're new to that little phrase, SaaS is software as a service. Can you please make a soup to nuts? There's a weird phrase. Where did that come from? Soup I get. Nuts? Are nuts the – is that some sort of weird dessert? Anyway, can you do a soup to nuts that shows me everything along with – I get the whole fact that it's, you know, here's here's the three-minute clip of this and that. But I'm surprised at how many 
SaaS companies don't have the, here's everything you wanted to know. Sit down and watch this 45-minute video, and we will do a deep dive into everything. Because maybe it's just me, but I want the deep dive. But I just say, A, have something to capture your fleeting moments. Uh, Somebody, uh, York, mentioned Google Keeper. Super simple. That is the Apple Notes. And I'm looking at Apple Notes because it's super easy to take pictures of receipts and write stuff. And now that I have a, a Mac, Apple Notes is on my toolbar. I often use it just to write down a sketchy idea. And that's Jim talked about paper. I have a stack of Post-it notes in front of me. There it is. And I often write things down. And that's kind of what uh, Apple Notes are. And you could set that up, I'm sure, on a PC with some sort of Android service. So have something to capture those. Make sure it does what you need it to do and don't get distracted by, oh, but look, this one slices, it dices, and it juliennes. And you're like, yeah, I don't need any of that. Guard your time, guard your sanity, and keep that time for more important things like your family and friends and, you know, promoting your show. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Everything we mentioned today is out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 903. In the future, it's the return of, hey, why is this good? With David Hooper. He did an episode, and I'm going to pick it apart with Dave. How cool is that? You can follow the show, schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. In fact, out at schoolofpodcasting.com, you can follow the show. You can sign up for my newsletter. And, of course, you can sign up for our courses, our coaching, and our community, all with a 30-day money-back guarantee and unlimited one-on-one consulting. Check it out. Everything is at schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thank you so much that my mouth quit working. All right, you're still here, which is good. And I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like I'm trying to capitalize on someone's death. Because the truth is, I am bummed that the actor Matthew Perry, better known as Chandler Bing, is dead. I read his book. It was amazing. If you haven't read it, as someone who was married to an alcoholic for 10 years, I I know that struggle. And I just think it's bummed. I, I am bummed that he's gone. It's going to really, when I watch Friends now, I'll be kind of having a, a different view of it. And so this is where I'm I'm not trying to capitalize on somebody's death. That's really creepy. But the one thing that Matthew did was he got his story out in a book. It's a great audio book, by the way. He, uh, he read it. But I'm just here to say, don't die with your story in you because his book is going to help a lot of people. And your content in your head is not helping anyone. Matthew Perry, rest in peace. I'm deeply bummed. Don't die with your story in you.